Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Sam, managing editor, Fightful.com. We also have FightfulMMA.com. Maybe that's why you're here right now. Check it out. This weekend is a big, big show. UFC 242, we're going to have hundreds of if not thousands, probably thousands of comments over on our live coverage. We are joined by Joe Ferraro. And Joe, let me tell you, I am excited about a Saturday afternoon pay-per-view. Yeah, that's going to be absolutely fantastic. I think you're excited for what happened last Saturday. But yes, Saturday Saturday's pay-per-view, Abu Dhabi, world title fight, 155 pounds. It's going to be fantastic, to say the least. So let, let's go ahead and jump into it. Like I don't want to waste any time there. I really question like what should i even be covering mma anymore the the lack of opportunity or chance that i gave wiley zong uh, ahead of her just eviscerating <laughs> jessica andraj it really made me question some things because i'll be honest that's the only fight i cared about seeing on this card i i didn't care that much even about zaleski dos santos or de la rosa and kai Kara france uh as good as those fights uh, looked on paper i cared about this fight and this fight only and Wiley Zhang just obliterated Andrade in under 45 seconds. And now China and the UFC have what they wanted. They have what they wanted. Uh, this was so one-sided. Such an ass-whipping. And I owe an apology to Wiley. Um, she did it. And I didn't give her much of a chance. And I should have. I should know at this point that everybody has a chance this was unbelievable, Joe. This was everything that the UFC could have possibly wanted out of this situation. They're going back to China. That's for damn sure. I don't think you need to apologize to anybody. Uh, most specifically, it's MMA. And, you know, you've been around this game long enough. You know, I've been around nonstop watching this kind of stuff here that we can never not count out any fighter uh, once they step into the cage or the ring. And this was a perfect example of, of an upset uh, not many people predicted it other than Zhang and her family, perhaps, and coaches and, and those that are close to her. But at the same time, this is MMA at its finest. This is when you realize that, ah, 
I'm not going to bother watching this fight or who cares. I'll catch up. I, you missed something incredible that was that went down live. Uh, a new champion was crowned in the women's strawweight division. Uh, you know, errors by Jessica Andrade, I guess, if you if you think about it. I mean, kudos to Zhang for landing those crisp right hands, those elbows. Uh, you know, there, I understand there's conversation that all oh, back of the head, back of the head. But she went in there. She had one job to do. And it's always much more difficult to defend a title than it is to win a title. Uh, and, and she did a fantastic job. Like you said, the UFC has their champion in China. I mean, Dana White's now coming out saying, you know, there's going to be a, a champion from the Middle East within six to seven years or seven, eight years, something of that nature. But MMA is global. It always has been global. And we, if you do the math in, in what's out there, especially in terms of population and available fighters when it comes to, you know, the Chinese population, there are many. There are tons. Just look at this main event and the co-main event uh, with Jin Lang. Like, I mean, th- there's quality fighters there. It's just that, Sean, you and I and, and most of us in the MMA bubble, the talent that we've seen up until now ha- or up until Saturday wasn't eye-popping, eyebrow-raising. But now you're going to start paying attention from anyone that comes from China. Yeah, uh, man. I I was how, – how do I put this? Dumbstruck? Maybe? Yeah. It was just unbelievable the pain that, that Zong put onto Andrade. And, you know, a lot of people said, okay, well, maybe Andrade will face Rose Namajunas. Hear me out, Joe. <laughs> and, and I don't know Rose personally. I'm more inclined to believe that Rose traveling to China to fight there is probably more enticing to her based on what I've seen out of interviews and based on what I've seen from her uh, from a character standpoint. She seems like the kind of person that would be like China. Hell yeah, I'd love to fight in China. Because otherwise, she hasn't seemed like she was that interested in a, in a title rematch or even fighting. And I don't know if that's where you want to put all your eggs in that basket anyway. Do I think that, that Wiley will beat Tatiana Suarez? No, I don't. But I have been proven wrong by that woman as recently as last <laughs> week. So that could happen again. Do I think that... Tatiana Suarez could stop that swarm, not necessarily, but do I think that Zong could stop that double leg or or an inside trip? No, not necessarily. Man, this there's some real interest here in this division, and I, I'm all here for it. You got four names that are really, really interesting there in Suarez, Rose Namajunas, Andrade, and Zong. Healthiest this division's been as far as top heavy in a while i mean because and joanna is still around too of course that of course you can't just throw her name out so you got five great names there what do you think about the 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 future the immediate future of this division well styles make fights right and if you're going to sit there and go toe-to-toe with with you know with zhang it's going to be a problem she has she's got an amazing amount of comfort for being in the pocket and throwing the right hand right like she showed zero fear uh, against Andrade, who will take you down and slam you. Just ask Rose. So each one of these fights and all the names that you mentioned and other ones that are in the top ten or at least top five, um, they all present they all present different opportunities for different fighters, uh, and it makes it wonderful for guys like us pundits that can break it down and try and be correct when making our, our predictions and our assessments. I mean, a lot of these fights now, with with with, with Zhang being the champ now. So many of these options and fights have opened up different possibilities and our eyes to think, oh, what would happen in this fight or what would happen in that fight? And, you know, you do your best to break it down on paper and verbalize it. But at the same time, they just got to step into the cage. And once they step into the cage, that's when we'll know our result. That's when we'll get our answer. And, you know, a lot of these fights, when you look at them, you just never know. It's MMA. 
It doesn't matter. I mean, we can go through this lesson over and over and over again. It's almost reoccurring so many times. You get a heavy favorite going into going in there against a massive underdog, and the underdog's like, I don't give a crap what the odds makers or where the betting money is. I'm going to show everybody else, and that's just how it is. Zaleski Dos Santos got upset as well. I didn't see that one coming. Um, honestly, thought that he was going to win that one, and that's a big, big win. For Zaleski Dos Santos to go down to Li Jingyang, and, and we, we mentioned it was a possibility because of the style in which Li fights, and with nine seconds left in the fight, uh, mind you, that's a big one. Kai Kara France defeating Mark De La Rosa, uh, maybe not a, a big, big win per se, but number 10 defeating number 14, you had Keenan Song defeating Derek Krantz, Mizuki Inouye defeating um, Wu Yanyan, uh, Anthony Hernandez over Jun Young Park. Sue Maraji defeated Andre Sukumtov. Uh, Sukumtov just got owned in that fight. Da'an like Young. That, well, we said that before heading in there. How much trust do we have in this guy? Yeah. It's, it's you know. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, Ibrahimov got uh, tapped out in the third round. You had Ismagulov defeating Tiago Moises. That was pretty one-sided. Uh, Haile Alatang defeated uh, Dana Botgarel. Unanimous decision. That went a little bit closer. And then Carol Rosa defeated Laura Prokopia via split decision. There, uh, you know, as far as name value, it just wasn't there on this show. Uh, Li Jingyang and Zaleski Dos Santos is one that would maybe make a pay-per-view main card if everybody was healthy. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I, I understand what they were doing. This was a one-person show. This was Wiley Zhang and, and her quest to become champion, and that's okay. But if they want me to tune into these as a fan, they got to add a little bit more to this. Or they can develop new stars, which I get the feeling they were trying to do. They're trying to, to get some records padded here, and it didn't necessarily work. Uh, some of A couple of them did, but Joe, what stood out to you on this show outside of the main event? Well, I mean, I, I kind of figured that that main, that co-main event between um, you know Lee and, and Dos Santos was going to be a barn burner. Uh, I thought it was going to end much quicker. I didn't think it was going to go nearly the full distance, minus nine seconds. Uh, I thought one of these two guys was either going to get a knockout and or Dos Santos a nice submission, maybe a rear naked choke. But you know, I, I've been singing Jing Lang's praises for quite some time. P- keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. He just seems to be you know punching people out, like knocking people out. Um, I, I think personally, he's a fantastic fighter. Uh, despite that loss to Jake Matthews, it was a decision. I get it. Uh, but this guy hurts people. This guy puts in a lot of power and a lot of his punches from his very first fight. Uh, when was that? Like 2014? Like he, he does good things, stands there, and, and just won't go away. Very hard to defeat. Um, you know, he's, he's been submitted before and he lost to Taleb uh, by a split decision. But this dude's a real fighter. People have to start looking at him. I'm looking at the rankings right now. He's still not even in the top 15, but he's going to be there. I mean, these, these rankings were updated yesterday, but he's going to be there. He, he's, he's got fantastic skills. Um, of course, you know, we want, his last, what, three, four fights have been um, in China, if I'm not mistaken. No, there was uh, two in China, Singapore and Australia, and then China, Singapore. I mean, he's fought, the last time he fought in the States, for example, or North America was 2017. Like to see more. Like to see him come back over, come over here and try and build some name here. It's going to be really easy, in my opinion, for the UFC to really build a massive international Chinese following. Because I mean, they're, they're, the, the population of China is global. I mean, if they were to come to Toronto, Vancouver, 
Uh, oh, huge in Vancouver. Same here in Toronto. Uh, I don't know what it's like for some parts of the states, but the, the the Chinese population here is huge. So they've got two names now that they can definitely run with and really build if they tap into the right media to do that. But other than that, I mean, you t- I mean, that the first bout of the evening, that the split decision. You know, it's always weird when you got one judge going thirty twenty seven, another one going twenty nine twenty eight. Um, it, it, it is kind of weird. But other than that, like you said, not much name value on this card. Uh, fights are pretty good. You know, went the decision, which is always, you know, yours and my worst nightmare uh, if we can't watch it live. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm okay with the results. I'm okay with the card, uh, but not overly okay with the name value. A, we have a ton of UFC news. A uh, lawsuit has revealed the UFC fighter pay revenue. It has fallen at about 20% the last several years uh, with estimates, but prior to that, it was like 16, 18, 19. This is low, Joe. Very low, and probably one of the reasons why UFC was able to sell for $4 billion. Yeah, yeah, right? Revenue in, revenue out, or, or expenditures out. There you go, right? It's, it's one of those things where, you know, so many of us have been standing on a soapbox saying these fighters deserve to be paid more, right? You never see this in the NBA, that's for sure, right? Like, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the attraction is the fighters, technically speaking, but it's the production of the of the company that really, and the marketing of the company that gets it going. So it's it's tough to say. I mean, you're, you're going to see your LeBron James and uh, and your players and your teams 80 times within nine, within what, uh, uh, a seven to nine month span in the NBA, and same thing with other big league sports. You're not going to see the same name fighter that many times. You're not going to see them 80-plus times in that period. So it's kind of different uh, when it comes to the NBA and the other sports. But at the same time, what, what are, we, are we tuning in technically to watch the UFC? Or are we tuning in to watch there, – there, there's the dichotomy there. Are you tuning in to watch the fights or are you tuning in to watch the UFC? If you're a UFC fan, you're going to watch the UFC and the fights – uh, if you're a fight fan, then you'll watch everything. You'll watch UFC, Bellator, Ryzen, uh, and all the other organizations. But, again, it's that question again. What are we tuning in to watch here? Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up. Donate a super chat. We'll read your question or statement on the air. Uh, Traver, Tim Traver, thank you for your super chat. He says, anything can and will happen. Just like wrestling, boxing, any sport for that matter. Hey, Wiley Zhang proved that the other night. Uh, Phil DeFreeze did an interview with us recently. And uh, talked about his mental health issues. And he's fighting uh, KSW where he's defending the heavyweight gold against Damian Grabowski. And he uh, talked about the counseling that he's underwent. He, he was like, they offered me a lot of counseling. I was too anxious. I couldn't speak to anybody. Uh, I said I wouldn't do it. I can't do it. I thought all these reasons about why I couldn't do it. Thought about the battle with medicine. Thought about... Uh, about getting the medicine, all that stuff, uh, how he, he didn't want to be medicated. Now he's saying that he'll happily stay on medication uh, to help deal with his anxiety because it's helped him out. That is a very slippery slope and, and, and an aspect of MMA a lot of people don't talk about. You're going to fight somebody. Your Anxiety is a widespread issue, Joe. It's it's going to happen, and not a lot of people talk about it, and i got to give Phil DeFries a lot of credit for talking about it to Harry Kettle. That, that How often do you see somebody just coming out and being like, yeah, I'm on anxiety medication because I fight people? And I mean, Rose talks about it a little bit, not that she's on meds, but that she's had some issues. 
What do you think about this, Joe? Well, it's something that's been discussed for such a long time. Go back to my interview with Pat Berry. Uh, and, and it was actually part of a, of a UFC press con, post-fight press conference when he emerged victorious, how he broke it down. Uh, my conversations with guys like the likes of David Loazzo and, and, and George St. Pierre way back in the day, Rich Franklin. Um, fighting, even, even Kamaru Usman, he talked about the very first time he fought in a cage, the anxiety level that went through the roof. He said, you literally, you're, you're just there in shorts and a cup, man. You feel naked. And you're standing across. I mean, we we can verbalize. It's like anything in life, right? You can describe it, uh, verbalize it. You can add your verbs and adjectives and try and make it as succinct as possible. Until you've experienced it, you'll never be able to understand it. And I'm not talking about fighting. I'm talking about anything in life that requires uh, to be at the top of your game, uh, no matter what type of industry you're in. And for these guys and girls to step into the cage, it's a lot of them are trained fighters they're killers right but there's a lot of nervousness that goes in there i've I've known fighters that were heavy favorites heavy favorites sean that have lost fights because of anxiety and when i say anxiety some of them have you know they 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 talk about you know getting perhaps even gsp several times he's spoken about it at length yeah it's not difficult and i know a lot of fighters that have lost fights on fight night because of the anxiety level i've talked about it on this show many many times that you know, for, for, from, from let, let's look at a guy's perspective sometimes. I know guys that were perfectly fine uh, after the weigh-ins. And something happened the night before, and I find out later, they got into an argument with the wife, the girlfriend, they got bad news from home. They can't unfocus on the bad news or unfocus on about to get broken up with. Or, you know, because sometimes people can't deal with, with, with that's why so many fighters are single, to be honest with you. But there's sometimes there's 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 guys in fantastic relationships that have the support that they need. Guys and girls have the support from their spouse or their partner uh, that understand. I mean, listen, this this is now a this you, you got to have that singularity mindset. And some people are just like, no, it's still about me. I don't care that you're fighting. You know, we have this to take care of. Or you know, you said this to me, and I, I I've heard stories where I did. I was like, my goodness, that like the night before a fight or the morning of at breakfast. How could you possibly now want to fight another human being that's also trained 8 to 10, 12 weeks to knock your head off? That's almost impossible. But it happens, and it happens at every single UFC event and every single big MMA event or small MMA events in general. And the mental part, we've heard it before, uh, 90% of fighting is mental, 10% is physical. And people, it's, those are numbers that are thrown out and words that are used, but people, if they don't really grasp it and understand it, you know, one of the running things I used to do all the time, Sean, at weigh-ins and the day of the fight, I would never make my predictions until either after the weigh-in or as soon as, I, as right before the referee said go. Because I would just stare at the fighter's face and facial reactions, walking down the actual um, a ramp or walking down the actual uh, uh, aisle to the cage or to the ring just to see mentally where their head is at you know carlos Barza used to play jokes with us all the time uh, as media members we would sit there and we'd stare at her like oh my god she's not even there like what's going on with her? and then she'd go out and have a fantastic fight so it's hard to predict but so many times and you can see when someone's hiding something so uh fighting is tough man fighting is tough no ifs ands or buts and it's not just physical i expect the fight between kamaru usman and colby covington to be tough kamate reports that it will happen at ufc 244 on November 2nd, I dig this. It's not like no, December, late December, early January. Two months, get them in there. This fight's long overdue. I'm happy about it, Joe. How about you? It's got to happen. You know, I'm, I'm happy for Colby that he's got the, the official title shot now. 
Kamaro's better. He's healthy. Uh, now he gets to defend the title that he took away from Tehran Woodley in a, in a dominant fashion. So let's see some some almost like closure and a new beginning to this welterweight division. Let's see which guy is the unified champ. I, Kamaro's a champ. Let's not kid ourselves here, right? But Colby uh, earned the right to that title shot a long time ago. Went through all that crap with uh, ATT as well as the UFC and all that stuff there. But they've got a marketer. They've got someone that they can market very, very, very well here in the UFC. And Colby Covington, at the same time, he can do it himself as well. So if he gets the backing from the UFC, you know, you've got your modern day bad guy, your modern. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. A Chael Sonnen, your modern day, you know, heel uh, for all you wrestling fans out there. So uh, I think it's fantastic. And if he becomes a champ, look out. It would be crazy. It's almost like I don't want Kamaru Usman to derail this insane uh, lunacy that is Colby Covington because I want to see it just expand even further. But, you know, I'm sure Kamaru is going to have uh, other ideas about that. Paige Van Zant uh, was speaking to Ariel Hawani and said, quote, I make way more money sitting at home posting pictures on Instagram than I do fighting. With endorsement deals and everything I pull from social media, I would be at a loss uh, taking a fight and focusing on that. Uh, she was uh, That was the end of that quote. She was talking about how she's going to fight out her contract and see where she lands. I was stunned by the next statement, Joe. She says, quote, When I did my contract negotiation last time, the talk was, I can't pay you more than a female champion. And she goes, okay, but why are you comparing me to just women? All of us should be getting paid more in general. I want a significant pay raise, to be completely honest. I've been extremely accomplished outside the UFC as, as well as inside the UFC. Five wins, four finishes, main evented twice, and I think something with those accolades should be paid more. End quote. Uh, I agree. She's a star. Whether or not you want to say that she's a good, great fighter or not, um, she knows that she's worth more. I completely agree. And here's the thing. Even if she didn't have 2.3 million Instagram followers, I would think that. I, I'm completely on Paige Van Zant's side here. Yeah, pay her more. She's not the only one, right? And she's exactly. 100% right. She's bang on. If you start doing the math, and I, 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 you know, I had this conversation with a few friends of mine over the weekend in terms of you know, where, where I was back in the day to where I am right now and how you know, my income uh, has completely changed per se. Right. And I said, you know, you even look at some of the fighters and, and one, like, for example, 
Paige is making boatloads of cash via Instagram, right? Boatloads of cash via her social media. You look at a guy like um, Elias Theodoro, who was making more money, from my understanding, was making more money from the stuff he was doing outside of the UFC than he was with the UFC. Now, the conversation you and I had back in the day, Sean, was, well, without the UFC, he wouldn't be who he is. Uh, he wouldn't have gotten the recognition uh, that he has. So he kind of needs the UFC to continue making that money outside of it for a bit. Then you got a guy like Mikuro Asakura in Japan uh, who took out Yusuke Yachi and his brother Kai took out um, you know, Horiguchi at the last event. Mikuro Asakura, to my understanding, per month, okay? Yeah. Per month from YouTube gets paid 40K. What? 40K. His following, yeah. nobody knows who he is here, but Japan's big. Japan's 40, huge. Okay. Forty thousand yen. <laughs> it's same as American, pretty much. Okay. He's making say, killer, killer money. I was gonna say if he's if he's making forty thousand yen, that's about three hundred and seventy USD. But oh boy, yeah. my God! So there's ways to, to monetize your brand if you can get the following and provide the content that people will absorb. Sure. If you're just putting up training videos, it ain't gonna happen. It's what you're doing outside of there, and you know the. It, it, I, I want to be careful how I say this, yeah. uh, you know. But Paige Van Zandt is a good-looking girl. She's beautiful, and that will draw tons of attention to her, right? So you know, p- take that luck card and put it in your pocket, Paige. Continue to use it as much as you can without, obviously, uh, you know, making a fool of yourself. But good for her for making that kind of money. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I, I remember, who was it back in the day? I think it was. Rampage Jackson, when he started doing the, the A-Team movie, uh, we started having a bunch of conversations about fighters uh, in movies. And I, 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 came, I wrote a piece, I remember saying, what would you rather do? Would you rather do movies and make double the amount of money that you're making fighting, fighting, fighting in the UFC? What would you choose? How many people said I'd be fighting in the UFC? I'll tell you that. I agree. Chris Cyborg may have uh, revealed where she's fighting next on accident last week on Hawani's show. She said, I passed through many cycles. And in a cycle, there's always a beginning, a middle, and an end. Invecta had an end, and then she goes, Bellator? Wait, no, not Bellator yet. Then she goes, UFC had a beginning, middle, event, middle, and end, and Strike Force. I-, I think that her fighting there makes a lot of sense, and her fighting in Japan makes a lot of sense. And if you fight in one, you can probably fight in the other. I think it's the right move, Joe. I agree. I agree 100%. She's going to open up more avenues with Bellator because Bellator. Uh, and the relationship with Ryzen. Heck, we might see her if she could sign. We might see her on that Bellator show in Japan uh, come December. I think December 29th, if I'm not mistaken. Or December 28th. Uh, one of those two dates there. So uh, it all depends. I think it's much better for her anyways. It's been painfully obvious from even before she got to the UFC that Dana White, uh, you know, quote-unquote, is not in the business with Cyborg. Never has been, never will be. Uh, may have been for a brief period of time, but... Um, you know, no, it wasn't going to happen. So good, good for for Cyber if she can sign that deal and and get paid a fair amount of money and and, and fight more. I wish I'd like to see her fight more often. Uh, but good for her if she, if Bellator's the way to go and puts money in her pocket. Great for her. Rumble Johnson claims that he's coming back. Joe, you were at his last fight, I believe it was, right? Yeah. And um, after I saw that, I was good with never seeing him fight again. That was the most uninspired championship performance I think I've ever seen. 
He's wanting to fight at heavyweight. Keep in mind, he did fight at heavyweight against Arlovsky, beat him, and then said, I will never fight at heavyweight again. Um, he's got to go through USADA testing. He's filled out the paperwork. If Assuming he, he got in the pool right after that, he'd be eligible for a March 2020 return. Uh, his age is not an old one for MMA heavyweights. Do you want to see him back? Any interest? Uh, what do you think of this move? Uh, personally, I don't have any interest. Uh, I don't want to see him come back. I think uh, that that last fight with DC, um, you know, he already had one foot out the door before even stepping in to the cage, uh, only because you know he had the business, he had some good business dealings, and and some and you know the the whole marijuana landscape was changing at the time, uh, so he was able to to start profiting from it. Uh, if he wants to compete, because all of a sudden he has the juices and and, and the desire uh, to be competitive again. Uh, and it's not, and it's not for financial reasons. I'm behind him 100. percent If it's for financial reasons, that sucks. That really sucks, and it, it, it puts a lot more pressure uh, on Anthony to, to to get a win, to get stuff done. Depending on the contract and, and whatever he would sign, uh, I, I don't think he needs to fight again if he wants to, because he wants to be competitive and whatever reason. Hey, man, listen. You know, it's not like I'm not going to watch. You're going to watch. I'm going to watch. Sure. That's what we do. Um, but personally, I, I, I kind of like it when guys have had that that echelon of a career, and then say, you know what, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm moving on to bigger and better things in terms of business. So uh, hopefully, you know, those business dealings didn't go sour on him, and, and he's still profiting, but I'm, I'm sure there's other reasonings behind it. Frank Mir says that he's not happy about the <laughs> Roy Nelson rematch. Well, that makes two of us, buddy. I saw Frank Mir this weekend, by the way, um, but I didn't speak to him. Uh, he says that they were like, hey, we want you to fight Roy on August 23 or 24, and I turned it down. I was like, yeah, I don't really want to fight Roy. Then he got an email where they were going to extend his contract and see if they could find him a new opponent. Well, lo and behold, they never found him a new opponent, and he didn't fight. So Frank came back and texted him and said, hey, can I get a fight soon? Do you think I'll fight before November? And they said, wow, we've got you pegged for Roy again. And he said, well, you guys aren't taking no for a fucking answer, are you? Like what? Why do they want this fight so bad? I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm sort of with Frank here. Like, there, I don't get it. There's other options. Was there like some amazing fight that these two had that I don't remember? Because I remember it being like a three round decision. Yeah. Did you think it's one of those loser goes home, extended contract or I, not? Maybe, maybe, yeah, I could see that. Because uh, I mean, Mir has lost both of his fights there, and Nelson, I mean, has been long overrated. He's lost three in a row. He's like one and three in that company. I think if Javi Ayala fought him again, he'd probably win. But yikes! <laughs> well, it's time to play. Do you believe Dana White? Our latest edition. Dana White says that Ari Emanuel is his perfect partner, that Ari deals with the banks and all that shit that's involved now, and that Ari just lets him do his own thing. Do you believe Dana White? No, I do not believe Dana White. I think Lorenzo Fertitta was his best partner ever, uh, and not Ari, but I'm sure with with Ari, you know, from what we know of Ari, uh, spectacular, quote-unquote ruthless, end quote, businessman, uh, but smart dude understands the business world and understands how to ensure 
business gets done. And sometimes it's business gets done the RE manual way. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm not sure I believe Dana White. I think he's just being smart about it. Dana White said that nobody wanted to fight Wiley Zhang. She said uh, everybody in line up to her had fights, couldn't fight, or didn't want to fight. Nobody wanted to fight her. Do you believe Dana White? Not, not in a million years. He also says she's going to make a massive impact in China. Do you believe Dana White? Partially, yes, because she's the champion and she comes from China. So massive impact uh, on a, a, a scale that's going to be so big. But in reality, when it comes to China, it's going to be so small. You know what I'm saying? The population is so big there that the smallest movement of a pie or the smallest piece of a pie in comparison to North America is huge by number standpoint. But in China, not really. Dana White reacted to the Conor McGregor interview. He said, Conor and I talk at least a couple of times a month, and I think he needed to do that. I didn't tell him to do it. He did it on his own, and good for him. Do you believe Dana White? Nope. I believe Dana told him to get in front of the media and start putting out some fires. I agree as well. I agree as well. Um, around the sexual assault allegation that's levied uh, around McGregor, he goes, I know zero about that. To be honest with you, the back and forth I've had with him uh, about that is that it's not him, that it's somebody else, so I don't know. Do you believe Dana White? No, because I'm sure he would asked, he would have asked Connor. Uh, about the situation and Connor would have given him uh, his side of the story, right? I mean, there's still allegations out there. And, and uh, as far as I know, I mean, I could be incorrect, but nothing's been proven uh, and, and things have changed. I think I was watching a bit of a Dave uh, Chappelle comedy thing from on Netflix yesterday. Uh, was it Dave Chappelle? I think it was Dave Chappelle. But, you know, someone had said, you know, all you people in the crowd are my worst. Yeah, that was him. That was him, yeah. Because I, no matter what I say or do, 20 years from now, you're going to come after me. Right, so it's it's one of those things, and and and, that, and that's the society that we're in right now. You know, you've got to be. Um, I mean, as a man, you've got to be smart with what you're. You're, you know, whenever you're you're even trying to pick up a woman uh, or try to do anything, you've got to be intelligent enough to realize that what you're doing right now could come back to bite you. You know, ten, fifteen years from now, just be a gentleman. You know, knows and no, just move on. So uh, I, I don't know the whole scenario with with Connor, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm not accusing the young lady of anything. I just hope the truth comes out. And, and we'll take it from there. Well, we have UFC 242 coming up this Saturday afternoon. It makes me so happy to hear that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. If I were UFC or uh, ESPN, I would push the fights back an hour. I would. Uh, you can kill enough time on the broadcast to where you still start your pay-per-view. Um, probably. Well, one, I would condense it a little bit, which they've done. And I would start things maybe an hour earlier on pay-per-view. I mean, we, we don't need a three-hour pay-per-view. Two, two and a half hours is just fine with me. But there's some good fights on this show. But it is a one-fight show as far <laughs> as interest, as far as uh, marquee value. And it hasn't gotten that much marquee value. But let's go ahead and get into it. Don Madge, uh, South African superstar, minus 190. Uh, Ferris Ziam, a plus 165. You have Omari up a minus 120. Zach Cummings, a plus 100. Nordin Taleb, a minus 120 over Muslim Salikov, a plus 100. 
You have Bilal Muhammad, a very familiar name and a major favorite, a minus 360. Takashi Sato, a plus 300. Timu Pakalin, a plus 175 against Atman Azatar, a minus 210. You have uh, Laurent Murphy, a, a gargantuan plus 400 against Zybera Tukagov, who I understand at minus 500. I'm with that line. I completely get it, and I'm here for it. You have Mar- or Marbek Tusimov, another name that I think this line is appropriate for. Uh, Tysimov at a minus 250. Diego Ferreira, a plus 210. And kind of rounding out um, some of the names that maybe casuals don't know. Sarah Morris, a plus 120. Lana Jojua, a minus 140. I think that one is fair, but Sarah Morris is never out of a fight. Uh, as I look at these, Joe... I always like watching Zach Cummings fight. Plus 100, not enough for me to put five on it, but definitely live. Don Madge has looked very good. I like him. Bilal Muhammad, uh, I'm not going to pretend that I always enjoy his fights. They are (laughs) usually boring, but um, minus 360, yeah, probably. Uh, Timu Paklin, I think, is 175, maybe some value at plus 175. Uh, Tukagov. A minus 500. I think he's going to steamroll Murphy. But I've, I have I look at Sarah Morass and I'm like, okay, maybe her. Maybe her. I look at Tysimov and I'm like, minus 250? I like that too. Uh, I think these lines are pretty pretty well constructed. You uh, give me I'll, – I'll take the plus 120 on Sarah Morass yeah. uh, as well as Diego Ferreira. I will take that at plus 210. Okay. I, think, I don't think he's done. I really don't think he's done. I think he's still got plenty of uh, uh, of energy and juice left in that system. Whereas uh, you know Tasimov will potentially beat the brakes off him, but you never know. I mean, look what happened last weekend in China. So just throwing that out there. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I think Bilal is too much of a favorite uh, over Takashi Sato. Nasty. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, I might look at, at Sato and say, you know what, five on it. Why not? It's plus three hundred. Get exceptional value out of that. Bilal's a blue collar fighter. You know, yeah, he goes in for the finish, but he's blue collar. He's just going to grab that lunch pail, show up there with his hard hat, and just go. And Takashi Sato, I mean, even though he uh, he stuttered in Pancrase last year, he stepped into I think I think it was in April when he beat Ben Saunders and just that, that left cross <laughs> that was something special. Uh, I'm not convinced that he couldn't connect with that on Bilal Muhammad, so. I'd probably pick him as one of my I got five on it. Now, there are some fights I'm real excited about. Andrea Lee, minus 230. Joanne Calderwood, a plus 190. I've got five on Joanne Calderwood. Sure, at one point, I thought Joanne Calderwood was going to have her run of this division. That didn't necessarily work out. Uh, Andrea Lee looked very good after uh, since dealing with her personal issues with Donnie Aaron and, and that scumbag that's finally uh, finally got caught and all that stuff but um she has looked great in the UFC she's 3 and 0 there it's crazy to think she's only had 3 fights but Joanne Calderwood man i think she is still incredibly underrated i know that she lost to Shakagian and she's not been consistent but i think she is an excellent fighter and when she's on i don't think there are a whole lot of people at flyweight that are better than her uh what do you think of this fight uh it's a Fairly large odds because, you know, JoJo can, can sort of put off some magic. But I do see why Andrea Lee um, is a minus 230 favorite. I see why. I'm actually going to – I'm edging with Andrea Lee here. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards her. 
uh, to pull off this victory, not because of the odds, but just because that no, no, not many people agreed with her assessment uh, from her last fight that she was going to win. Right. It it was one of those things where it was like, you know, are are we both that wrong? I remember the chat was kind of like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) Uh, And she emerged victorious. So uh, I'm going to lean towards Andrea Lee in this fight here. I think she's a lot better than most people are giving her credit for, uh, with the exception of the odds makers and the people that are putting down money. Uh, I understand it's Tuesday. Uh, We still have a ways to go uh, until, um, uh, excuse me, until Saturday. This these odds could could sort of tighten up as we get closer. So. Curtis Blades, a minus 485. Shamil Abdurakimov, plus 385. Now, here's the thing. I got Curtis Blades winning this 8 out of 10 times, but it is a heavyweight fight. It is a heavyweight fight between two guys who are who are ranked. Abdurakimov has won three fights in a row. He's won five out of six. Two of his most recent wins are uh, knockouts. And that that is the story. That is that is the thing. Now, granted, when he's he's this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus twenty four seven customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 